0: Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. This is episode number 1,656. And today, we're going to finally catch up on something that I've been meaning to talk with you all about for a while. And, uh, you know, just the way Star Wars has developed over the past little while, it just hasn't quite worked out. But, you know, that's okay. It's Always a good time to talk about the Disneyland and Disney World attractions that are going to be opening as part of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the enormous park expansion that's happening. It's going to be opening later this year at Disneyland and possibly still in 2019, but toward the end of the year at Walt Disney World. And A few episodes ago, we talked about an interview that Bob Iger did with Barron's Magazine, the business publication, and we talked about, in particular, his comments about the Disney Plus streaming service and about how Star Wars will play on it from a content perspective. Well, that was only half of the discussion. The other discussion had to do with Galaxy's Edge, and in specific, the tour that folks from Barron's got from the fine folks at Disney, and what they were able to tell us about Galaxy's Edge. And so over the next couple of episodes, we're going to be talking about Galaxy's Edge and recapping the things that we know about this new attraction that's opening, this new land that's opening with multiple attractions. And in particular, we're going to talk about the attractions themselves, the two major attractions that are opening at this new Galaxy's Edge. So, from Barron's Magazine, here is the description of one of the attractions, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. They say, In this attraction, Hondo Anaka, a pirate, has cut a deal with Chewbacca for the use of the Millennium Falcon, and the visitor is the pilot. The attraction entrance will be subtly marked so as not to disrupt the look of the land. The ship interior will be familiar to even casual fans of the films, down to the 3D chessboard where Chewie lost his temper during a match with R2-D2. Visitors will fly the ship in groups of six and see the real-time results of their actions, such as knocking over a spire during takeoff. The flight will be different for each visit. After a ride, the visitor might, say, stop at Oga's for a drink and be told something like, the boss isn't happy about how you brought the ship back. And this is part of an interactive story-building experience throughout the land that visitors can opt into or out of. Now, that last part about the interactive elements, we're going to talk about that more in a future episode as we continue our deep dive into Galaxy's Edge. But as far as the attraction itself goes and what we just got from that description, first of all, the fact that Hondo Anaka as a character has survived this long is a credit to his skills as a pirate and survivor. I mean, all the way from the Clone Wars, working through the Rebels era and into the Resistance era, I mean, that's quite... A lot of time for Hondo to be doing his thing. And so, you know, that's a good sign for the character in general. But also for Star Wars fans, even if you haven't had any exposure to Hondo Anaka as a character, well, it's something that you are definitely going to be in for a good time. Let's just put it that way, all right? Hondo is definitely a very fun character. And yeah, I, I think probably as a scoundrel, you know, Nobody's going to top Lando Calrissian, and no one's going to top Han Solo, but you know, Hondo is probably in a top-five conversation of entertaining scoundrels in the Star Wars universe, so I think that's a, a great thing for him to be a part of this whole thing. And then there's the whole thing about this being a group of six for each ride. First of all, it creates a very intimate environment, and the fact that there's going to be real-time feedback on your performance means that Everybody's going to get to do something on this ride that's going to be some sort of interactive user experience. And it's not just going to be limited to one person where it says the visitor is the pilot. It's not going to be just one person and the other five are sitting back not doing anything. I mean, I can't imagine that that's really going to be the case. No, everybody's going to have to have some particular thing that they're going to have to manage while they're on this ride ride this attraction this (laughs) experience and that is very cool and something that you know we need more details about pronto i'm sure we'll get them actually you know who knows celebration again may end up being a fantastic place to reveal some of this information, but I have a feeling it's probably more likely to be at the D23 Expo instead because that's definitely more about the big Disney brand and about the parks, and that's where the big Galaxy's Edge reveal happened last time. So I would expect more information to be available there necessarily than I would at Celebration per se. And then there's the other ride, which is the Rise of the Resistance ride, and we have details about that from the fine folks at Barron's as well. Here is what their report is on it. They say visitors waiting in line for this attraction will wind through highly themed interiors that evoke rundown rooms the Resistance has repurposed as a base for operations against the First Order. Groups of guests might be captured, quote-unquote, at one point and ordered along by the enemy before making their escape aboard a trackless troop transport. They will see scenes including a stormtrooper formation and one featuring Kylo Ren, perhaps resembling the interrogation scene from Star Wars The Force Awakens. The transport will evade familiar war machines like the four-legged at walkers from The Empire Strikes Back. Up, Up close, these towering metal beasts do not disappoint. Now, whereas the Millennium Falcon ride definitely sounds like it's more virtual in the sense that, you know, say, Think Star Tours, except with fewer people in it and some actual interactivity in it beyond just the whole Rebel Spy thing, right? Um, but you know, it's all, you know, computer generated visuals and there's programming behind it that will allow for different results of things and that sort of thing. All right. So that's definitely more of a virtual experience, if you will, and probably, you know, with, you know, all the wonderful technology that they can use to make it feel like you're actually on the Falcon. So there's that. And then you have this Rise of the Resistance ride, which has the interactive element in a real physical sense in the same way that, you know, like when you're standing in line for Star Tours and you're going through the environment, you actually go through a physical environment that looks like a, you know, launch bay for a Star Wars-related facility. So it sounds like they have that kind of situation here for Rise of the Resistance. And the idea of having the First Order show up, presumably it's the First Order, right? The enemy showing up and escorting you out of line. Well, you know, that could just be integrated into the experience itself where they just kind of drop a door somewhere and segment a group of people off and say you know that's it you're you're going this way and that could just be part of the experience and then getting to a troopless uh, trackless troop transport excuse me that would be the actual you know coaster thing that you get on and then you know it like being able to maneuver you around and give you a crazy experience like that And that seems like it's much more of a tangible environment where you're actually in a, you know, physical coaster type of situation where you are getting manipulated more than just, you know, a motion kind of ride. And especially because they're saying that there are ads there, there are Imperial walkers there and saying, you know, up close, they're pretty amazing. So that seems like you're going to be taken like right up against an actual physical, not a computer-generated Imperial Walker, and see, you know, I don't know, maybe there'll be some computer-generated elements to it, like seeing stormtroopers in formation somewhere. I'm sure that they probably don't just have stormtroopers walking around (laughs) in the midst of this exhibit, or in this uh, theme park attraction, where they're like, okay, every six minutes, you know, 20 stormtroopers walk back and forth. I mean, that's kind of fun to think about, but I think that's probably pushing the limits of what they're actually going to do with it and there's one other element of that description that seems like it would have to be virtual and i'll explain that one in a second but first hey just you know the normal reminder subscribe please if you're not doing it already so you get this daily dose of star wars joy delivered to you without you having even to think about it. it just comes right to you and also, I hope you'll consider supporting me and all the work I'm doing here delivering these episodes to you every day by joining the community at patreon.com sw7x7. So the other virtual thing has to be the encounter with Kylo Ren, right? I mean, you know, it's one thing to be able to, you know, see a dude standing there dressed as Kylo Ren, but... If it's an interrogation room like that, you know, it's probably going to be a little bit scarier and a little bit more compelling if they've got Kylo's face on a view screen and he's able to do, you know, like the crazy like reach out and, you know, maybe grab the trackless troop transport, right? Like to be able to hold it in place and you feel the vibration. I'm thinking of how he froze Poe Dameron's blaster bolt in place. And, you know, that same kind of thing and the, you know, kind of intensity from the interrogation scene is certainly possible as well. Maybe it's, you know, arriving in a similar room or something like that. But, um, you know, if you're on a big troop transport, that room certainly didn't fit one. So it seems like they're going to have to rejigger things a little bit somehow. But I have a fair amount of confidence that they're going to be able to figure it out so that is going to do it for our look at you know the updates from baron's magazine on the two main attractions at galaxy's edge and we will talk more about galaxy's edge and the developments that have been underway over the next couple of episodes for today though that is going to do it and thank you so much for joining me for the episode as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be